Hello and welcome to the Entertainment Earth Video Game Podcast. It is Friday, November 30th, 2018. I'm your host, Adam Paulus. We don't sell lots of games, but I do like to talk about game stuff, so that's why we're doing this every week, between now and the time it becomes unprofitable. Uh, In the news, we had something really cool. If you're old, and I am, a Vectrex mini prototype was not only found, but it's working. The National Video Game Museum on Twitter at... uh, NVM USA showed a rarely seen smaller prototype version of the Vectrex game console running the built-in game Mindstorm. Now, you might say, what are you talking about, you crazy person? Well, let me tell you, because I have one right here. The Vectrex was a 1982 game console from GCE, and I believe Milton Bradley distributed some of them at the end. It was a black-and-white vector screen, 9-inch diagonal. You had these color overlays you could put on there. Mine doesn't have those because of where I got them from, one of my neighbors growing up. Uh, and it has a little controller that tucks neatly under the monitor, and it's an all-in-one game system. It's not really a portable, but it has a handle. So it's portable in the sense that that original iMac was portable. Again, another old technology reference. Um, Mindstorm was built in. You could buy cartridges and plug them in like you could an Atari or Nintendo or whatever uh, in this side. And this new one was a little bit smaller. Uh, the vector graphics are really cool because it was very different than the pixel graphics used on the Atari and other ColecoVisions and whatnot of the day. And having a game system with a built-in monitor helped not monopolize the living room. Because at the time, not everybody had a TV in every room of the house for $12 on Black Friday. So this is neat. It's historic. It's cool. And it's functioning. So I'm really excited to see it. I also kind of want to play my old Vectrex now. Another fun story about Vectrex, uh, since you asked. The Vectrex plugs in with uh, the same connector as the Sega Genesis and Atari VCS 2600. So if you want to switch controllers between systems, to some extent it works. The buttons don't always do exactly what you imagine, but they do work together nicely. Uh, You might need to rewire them a tiny bit in some cases. But if you wanted to play the uh, Atari VCS with the Genesis pad, you can do that. And if you want to play... Vectrex with the Genesis pad, it's not going to work exactly as you like, but it does things, so that's kind of cool. Anyway, uh, somebody invented something called the GBA Consoleizer. You'll want to look that up on Google because there's a bunch of articles and interviews about it from the retro RGB guy as well as the uh, inventor of the device. Uh, It lets you take a Game Boy Advance, rip it open, replace a couple of parts, and what happens is you get an HDMI out and a Super Nintendo controller port out. So you can play on your TV Game Boy Advance games like it were a game console. Now, you might know that I'm very into Game Boy stuff, especially now. So I'm looking at this with great interest. Right now it requires a fair amount of handiwork and soldering. And I'm an idiot. So I might need to wait until there's a slightly better version of the kit or pre-made ones available. But it's pretty darn cool. Uh, also on the Game Boy front, I noticed that there are a lot of people reshelling their consoles. So you can take out the exterior and swap it for a new color. But uh, enterprising Game Boy Advance SP owner made a new 3D printable shell on Thingiverse where you can print it out and put your Game Boy Advance SP guts in a shell that looks a lot like the original 1989 Game Boy. One piece, no RL buttons, but it's that same form factor. It's pretty cool. Uh, I'd recommend checking it out. And I'm really curious to see what else people are going to be doing because it seems Game Boy modders are busy. So for downloads this week, oh boy, we got a lot. On the Xbox One, you can grab Pool Nation Snooker Bundle, uh, or Snooker, I think it's Snooker. I only know about it from uh, the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret. Gnome's Garden, 
New Home, Floor Kids, Batman Arkham Collection, and Darksiders 3 are some of the other Xbox One games. The Nintendo Switch, as always, has been busy. Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP, Neo Geo King of the Monsters 2, Akihabara, Feel the Rhythm Remixed, Animal Hunter 2, Demetrios, The Big Cynical Adventure, Screensheet Unplugged, and Stardust Galaxy Warriors Stellar Climax, easy for you to say, are some of the downloads this week. There are more. There are many more. There are also a number of retail games, including Toki, the HD remake of Toki that we talked about on this very podcast several years ago, originally for the Xbox 360, is out on Switch as a retail game. Uh, it's 30 bucks for the regular edition. A retailer has a $50 fancy edition with a little wood arcade cabinet you can put your monitor in, but there's no arcade control, so it's still neat, but it is what it is. Um, also this week you can get, what was the other one? I wrote this down. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, which sounds pretty cool. On sale, Entertainment Earth. Black Friday was a week ago? Oh, geez, it feels like an eternity, but there's so much new stuff happening, and I'm excited to tell you that we have way too many daily deal doorbusters, like multiple items every day, up to 75% off on Cyber Week sale items, free shipping on in-stock orders of $25 or more, and whatever other daily deals I forget, because there are a lot of them. We also have new arrivals. Uh, these will qualify for in-stock orders of $25 or more, as long as we still have them. The Mortal Kombat Rain 112th scale action figure was a New York Comic Con 2018 exclusive, and it can be yours, as can the Game Boy Alarm Clock. Yeah? We also put up a lot of new pre-orders this week, including McFarlane's Fortnite figures, Raptor, Skull Trooper, Black Knight, Cuddle Team Leader, and a Rainbow Smash Prop replica. And, oh, I'm excited about this one. It's a little expensive, but you'll understand. Uh, it's the R-Type, Dubteratops, Figma action figure. Yeah. Now, you might say, I don't know what that means, but you do, because you've probably seen an R-Type arcade cabinet if you're over 25, maybe? Um, and it's the big red alien that the little R9A arrowhead shoots. So this is the big boss thing. It looks kind of like the creature from Giger's alien designs with lots of tentacles and little orbs and tails and pulsating things and really big fangs and wild things. It's really cool. And uh, I think this is the first ever figure of it. I know they've made some toys of the R9, but not this. So it's, yes. I, I, I take that back. I think there was a garage kit. Those don't count uh, because I wasn't at Wonderfest or whatever it was uh, to get one and I can't paint. As we've established, I'm kind of a putz. So you'll want to see that. That's pretty cool. And that's it. So thanks for listening to the Entertainment Earth uh, video game podcast. I've been your host, Adam Paulus. You can follow us on Twitter at EntEarth. And I can also tell you there are going to be new things on EntertainmentEarth.com a lot. Come by late tonight or technically tomorrow and you will see some really cool new items. We also put up some new Transformers just a few minutes ago and some new Funko items. And there's more where that came from. So I can't sleep ever again because I have to sell you new toys. So I got to stop recording. See you next time.